Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening. And thank you for joining the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli from MileHighSticking.com, here with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And before we get into Game 2 against the Dallas Stars, Follow this show on social media outlets on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche, on Instagram, search for Lockdown Avalanche, and send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions if you want to be on the show to discuss the latest game that the Avalanche have taken part in in the postseason. Send all that to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. All right, so Kyle Sullivan is back. We're going to be talking with him about game two. Really the tale of two games. The uh, Avalanche drop game number two, five to two. And that puts them down two nothing in the series. So a lot of work to be done. Avalanche looked good early on. And then it was just a series of events in a short period of time that turned the tide. And the Avalanche could not recover. And a lot of times throughout the Arizona series, we we said a lot that this is the sign of a championship caliber team. They did a lot of things right in the Arizona series, especially following a loss. You follow that up with two of your best games in the entire season. And, (coughs) excuse me, and what the Avalanche are doing right now is almost the opposite of that. Are they a championship caliber team? Yes, they're built that way. But how they responded in-game tonight is not what you want to see. They had nothing for the Dallas defense. And it was almost, I mean, credit Dallas for when they got that lead. Uh, but a, uh, you, know, you have to put some, a lot of the emphasis on the inability of the Avalanche to to be able to create anything when in the first period they were creating things at will. And Dallas made adjustments. I I get I don't I don't even know if it was adjustments. I think it was they were just riding that wave. When you do what they did, talking about Dallas, in a short amount of time, you really don't need to make adjustments. You're just riding a high. And I think that's what they were doing. Um, the the Avalanche, the third period, you're down two goals. Not insurmountable, but I, I don't have the stats in front of me. I'll get, I'll get them when uh, we get on with Kyle. I don't know how many shots on goal. They might have had more than, than I'm anticipating because the end, they really kind of turned it on in like the last three minutes. But they could get nothing going in the third. It seemed like every single pass was tipped or chipped or they they could not get a a single pass on tape crisp and clean and that's a lot of credit to Dallas it, it you know that that's that's their defense they're one of the best defenses in the league but so is Arizona and and we got 50 plus goals on their goalie and Colorado had 20 in the first period Nathan McKinnon had 7 alone in the first period so lot to talk about here, but before we bring Kyle in, a word from our advertisers, 
rockauto.com with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront so why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers at checkout when they say, where did you hear from us? Just say, locked on. And today's episode is also brought to you by Roman. And talking about erectile dysfunction is not easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with, with excuses like, I've had a long day at work, or the avalanche lost and I'm not in the mood. Sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you free two-day shipping. And the whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com and complete the online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there is Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. So go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. If approved, you get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. So go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. Once again, GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. All right, let's get Kyle Sullivan in here and talk about game number two. All right, so... We have Kyle Sullivan here once again, and thank you so much for joining me. Uh, this is late for us. We're we're East Coasters, right? I mean, you're 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 considered East Coast-ish, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it makes you just a little bit more tired when they play a game like this, and it just goes the way that this thing went. So, um. I said in the opening, it was almost like a tale of two games, really. And wow, like the, the, the Colorado team that you had in period one and the Colorado team you had in period three, really, uh, and maybe, you know, half of period two is just complete night and day. If you, if you played somebody that didn't watch this game just the first period, you would, and not just based on the score, you would, somebody would think like, wow, that team probably dominated the rest of the game. If you just showed somebody the third period, you would think that uh, the Dallas Stars were going up against a team struggling to make the playoffs. So, it, I mean, it's just – they're down two to nothing in the series. Is that insurmountable? No. Uh, but, man, the morale of this team right now did not look good on the ice. So I can't imagine what it is uh, – in the hotel room right now where do the abs go from here we'll start with your opening thoughts i guess with how we came out in that first period i really liked how we were going it's 
Um, the last time we talked, um, I talked about this playoff series would be who can come out and dictate the pace of play. Um, and Colorado did that in that first period. They came out and they were they were really dictating the speed, the tempo, how they wanted to play. And then Dallas started to wake up a little bit, and they ended up dictating play. Well, and and a lot of Dallas waking up was thanks to a five on three. Yeah, uh, you know, give give them credit for capitalizing on both of those they scored on the five on three and then who was the first one to come out Gerard I think was the first one to come out and then um, I think it was Cole that was in there for the second one and they scored on that one too now whatever great good job Dallas but but the thing that annoys me is why there was a penalty to begin with because it was at first I thought it was uh, Jamie Ben but it was not Jamie Ben who was it I have it here. Uh, Corey Perry, who just put a blatant slash on Pavel Francos. Like, after the play was over, there was a lot of space between Perry and Francos, and he just whacked him. And he was frustrated because this was shortly after the Avalanche went up two to nothing. And Colorado was, was in charge of the game. And I think that was a frustration slash. And they called nothing. And, and because of that, Colorado is going to stand up for their goalie. And the penalty goes against Sam Girard, yeah. which just blew my mind. I, I thought if, if, if they were I, – I honestly thought, fine, you're going to put Girard in there. I thought it was going to be a four-on-four. Four. And to not see Perry in the, in the penalty box for that, I could not explain that. And then, you know, uh, what, 10 seconds later, 12 seconds later – the Ian Cole penalty was just boneheaded like that. You don't, you don't do that. Like that was clear as day and they saw that one yeah. and they called that one rightfully. So, so, and then it was just, yeah. Then it was a Dallas star show because after Pavelski scored on the five on three, uh, I think it was, yeah. Redick Fasca scored mm-hmm. on the five on four. Um, Radulov. What'd you think of that one? That, the, the, question wasn't that the no which one was the questionable one i think it was the lindell one that they went up four to two that was right before the second period ended yeah where he's kind of like jamming at home at first all of the camera angles i saw i didn't see anything they called it a goal so you need to find something that can overturn that but i didn't see any camera angle that showed it going over until there is one on twitter that somebody posted where you can see it so they got it right um and and i'm i even said like i don't think bednar in that position can challenge that you can't challenge that because you're going into the third period where you're already down and if you get it wrong then you're starting the third period on a power play which is how you don't want to start a power play going into the third period with a comeback on mind so with the way the uh, referee came out from that call and kind of stumbled over his words about the wording of the call. That's mm-hmm. how I, that's how I felt it was a, um, not enough evidence to overturn because the way the ref worded it, I really, I, I thought they just didn't have the evidence and it took everybody on Twitter looking over that replay a million times to find that one shot. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know how available that one shot was right. to them. Right. So. Right. Um, because it looked like Lindell, Lindell just started throwing his hands up in the air 
and he's right there. Um, the angle that the ref had, I don't think he saw that puck go in. I think he called the the goal based on the reaction of the of the stars, and yep. you're not supposed to do that. Um, so it kind of did not go in the favor of the Avalanche because of that. Because now you have to challenge that they didn't see it cross the 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 goal line and I don't think the Avalanche were in a position to do that it was just the worst possible time for that to happen because I mean it happened with less than a minute to go in the second period so like I said you don't want to challenge that get it wrong now you're already down four to two starting the third period your last push uh on a power play and there's two minutes gone right there and you need every minute in the third period in the third period I, <laughs> I mean I'm sitting there watching this thing and I'm like are the stars using like illegal sticks or something? Like, did they put like a, a magnet in, in their stick and there's a magnet, uh, you know, uh, in, in the puck, they were poking everything away and just getting the, the, their sticks in the lanes on every single play. It just got to be one of those games where in the first period you were just waiting for the avalanche to find another way to get a shot on goal um and then in the third you were just looking for the for them a way to get into the offensive zone it was brutal it was i've never that was one of the the best defensive performances i've ever seen in a very very long time and um i had it up here and i got rid of it the the shots on goal i i just looked at it you know with you here in my head i'm like there's no way the avalanche had a lot of shots on goal in the third and they didn't they had they had nine nine but how many of those probably came in the last three minutes when, you yeah. know, now they're really pushing Francosa's out of, of goal. They did have a power play um, and, and, and just were like peppering him a little bit. But that, that third period, it was just one of those games where you're just sitting there like, this is over, man. Like there, there's, they, they got nothing. They got nothing in the tank. You know, that, that, that hit me during the, uh, the botched five on three. That we had, yeah. that the Avalanche had, yes. or the okay, I was, yeah, I was like, "There's this is, we don't have it. We gave everything. We burned out. That's what it felt like. We we came out, burned out, and then Dallas, they were kind of coasting a little bit in that first period, trying to feel us out a little bit, yeah. and they came out in that second period about midway through. They started catching their stride and they started setting up like they did in game one, and pushing the avalanche in different directions out of their style of play. And I was like, Oh, just come on, hold it. The penalties. And then us not converting on our own five on three. It was because the, and the avalanche got, it was one of those that I told you, I threw my notebook. I threw my notebook that I usually keep notes. I was, I, I knew at that moment there was no coming back. And, and the avalanche got a five on three minutes after not after uh dallas had theirs so you were almost like this is gonna be one of those games where it's just like and and the power plays were 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 all the goals were in the beginning i think all let's see the first four goals were power play goals was the first four yeah first four goals were all power play goals two from uh the avalanche with mckinnon and then rantanen and then two from you know the five on three so the avalanche started two for two on power plays finished two for eight. So they had eight power plays 
and they scored on the first two and then did not score on the next six. That's stuff that can't happen. Can't yeah. happen. Like you're drawing penalties against a, a defensive team. Uh, those are ones where you have to really, really bring those home because I mean, 18 penalty minutes for Dallas and, and you started off hot, but in that, that second one was beautiful with Nathan McKinnon going behind the net to Miko Rantanen with his yeah. one timer. And you're feeling good. <laughs> you're feeling good at that point. Uh, but the wheels came off and, and Dallas just, once they got that lead, they, they kind of, and then I think it was, which one, which one, what was the one where it just like popped up in the air and just got behind Frankie? It was at the Radulov one. Yeah. That's where I was. Okay. This is going to be one of those games now where we're we're not getting the bounces. Um, Yeah. I think it was, I want to say it was like Jamie Ben just fired it off the boards and it just rolled up Radulov and just right over the back of Frankie. Yeah. Um. Kadri was, I mean, he, he, he got hurt and it looked bad. He did come back, but I'm, I'm waiting to see if this is going to be something that is like, you know, after, you know, a night of rest and you wake up and it's hurting a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what's going on with him. We're not getting Grubauer back for a while. Johnson, it doesn't sound good for, for Eric Johnson. I don't know what's going on with him. So we can't, lose another guy but i will say uh kevin cannot and i thought played very well had some really good shots yes and he was not uh shy to take those shots he actually led the defense in shots on goal with four yeah so which is good to see you you don't you know you're in a playoff position um and kind of a guy that doesn't really get a lot of time but he wasn't he wasn't timid he was out there he was firing them yeah it took him a minute in that first period to really uh, get the timing down for how we set up that offensive transition. Mm-hmm. And it was about halfway through that first period, it started clicking for him. And he was getting really good looks, really good shots. Um, if he would have converted on one of those, it would have been yeah, it would have been fantastic yeah. for him, especially against his um, former team. It would have yeah. been nice. That would have been nice. Um, I thought I, – I really – I thought Franzos played – well, I, you know what I mean? Like you get that one freakish one that bounced over him. Um, the one that Lindell's jamming home. Um, I think Pavelski, the first one that Pavelski got was really the only solid one that got by him. I was happy with how Francois played. He plays great when he's between the pipes. Mm. He, d- he has this problem of playing a little bit as a third or fourth D <laughs> and yeah. there was a point where Ian Cole had a good line on the puck and just bumps into him because he's fielding the puck behind the net. And there was a couple times the Dallas rush, especially when they were picking up momentum, right? They were catching up with him and he was yeah, having yeah. to rifle that puck around the boards around a yes, Dallas star. You're right. Yeah. 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 And yeah. when you're from behind like that, you really, don't need to give them chances mm-hmm. so I, I i just would like to see that scale back a little bit let the defense take take their, their time thing. yeah make their change but uh, um, between the pipes he looks fine so i guess we'll do let, let, let's talk about maybe guys that need to step it up a little bit more um jared bednar was very critical of 
the team in game one. It'll be interesting to see or hear his comments for this game. I think it's going to kind of go in line with, with what we're saying. It's like a tale of two games. Um, he doesn't really call out guys by name in press conferences. He has in the past, um, but he kind of groups them together like he did in his comments after game one, saying half the team didn't show up. Who I, we'll start with kind of who needs to really step it up in game three. Cause now, now we got to start, we, now we got to come out swinging and it's got to be all hands on deck. So who are you looking at to really need that needs to step it up a bit more? Burkowski, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's my guy. I too. swear. <laughs> I, I've never seen someone so scared to shoot the puck in my life. Mm. Mm. He, there was, and this was in the third, he had a, wide open look dead center like it couldn't have been more set up for him and he passed it yeah he passed it to i can't remember who it was kind of like in the corners and it jumped over a stick and they got nothing out of it he his confidence is just shot right now yeah he's he's over overthinking everything instead of just firing it on there getting the net dirty and letting us clean up a rebound Mm -hmm. he is looking for that open pass for somebody else to take that shot, man. I, you nailed it's, it. It's yeah. bad. Yeah. You know, like, like Miko Rantanen, we were talking about Miko Rantanen and like, he will, he will just keep shooting. He will yeah. shoot his way out of a slump. I'm not saying he was in a slump, but he, he knows his ability. Uh, he'll keep taking those one timers and Burkowski has the scoring ability, but um, I, we, I did a show, you know, months ago when the season was in play and about Nathan McKinnon and how he got in Burkowski's ear and just basically yep. told him you need to shoot. And, yep. and I, I'm willing to believe McKinnon's going to do that again and get, yep. in, get in his ear. I a hundred percent agree with you because he could be, he really could be a game changer being on that third or fourth line. He could, he should easily be the best guy on the ice when, when those guys are out, out there, but he's not. I did. I know we're people who need to step it up. Zadorov tonight. Yeah. He looked pretty all right. He's done a couple games in a row. I mean, he didn't play a lot. No. He, he got, uh, I'm looking at time on ice. He only got just over 11 minutes on the ice. I, it just seemed like he was out there more than that. And he was taking shots. Yeah. He was, he was uh, cycling, chasing the puck down. I think he, because he's always on Bednar's bad side, mm-hmm. I think he took Bednar's comments to heart, picked up the play a little bit, but when Bednar was seeing us getting just blown away on defense, he pulled his minutes back a little bit, gave Connaughton some time, mm-hmm. but when he was on the ice, Sidorov looked good. Yeah, and, and my thing with him is don't be a liability. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you, you don't play the style of game – the majority of this team plays and I'm coming to terms with that. Yeah. And he, is, he plays his style of game, which you need that on a team. Like I've said before, uh, but sometimes he's a liability and, and he, and he wasn't tonight. I mean, he didn't have a lot of time on ice, but uh, when he was out there, he, he did what he had to do. And, and that was it. He actually, did he have, I thought he had an assist. No, he did not. Um, Talking about time on ice, though, just looking at it. Kale McCarr, just shy of 28 minutes on the ice. And not a single shot. He didn't. 
I got one on NHL.com. One? One shot on goal, yeah. One shot on goal with an assist. Mm. So the, the one shot must have not been that memorable. If we no, <laughs> no, I've, I was watching him because the last time we talked, we were talking about how he was semi-invisible. Yeah. Not looking great. Yeah. So I was, I was kind of watching him and he's starting to get a little scared. Nathan McKinnon needs to clean up the passing. Oh, there was a lot of passes tonight that were, had way too much mustard on it. And one timers yeah, okay. were hopping over the stick um it happened to ryan graves miko landy um mm-hmm. i get he's an emotional leader i get that 100 percent. but if you want the team to succeed you got to give them something to work with i agree with that yeah that's true but speaking of him i mean that first period that mckinnon played was just other otherworldly he was yeah. that he you could tell he had told himself, um, I'm not going to let our team get behind and I need to come out hot. And, um, God, he, he, I mean, if you could just describe that first period in, in, in one word, if you can use one word, I, I don't even know what I would pick. Dominant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the simple one, but that's, and, and man, like when they got that first goal, I just I think you had sent me a text saying like thirty yeah. pounds just came off of my shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like, no, it's true. Like they needed that first goal and you just felt really, really good. So um but then then it just kind of just all fell apart. Where do they go from? I mean, obviously they're professionals and you have to put this in the back of your mind as quickly as possible because you know, you're off in one day and then Wednesday right back out. Yeah. Um, and you're not out of it. You're, you're, it's, it's two to nothing. You know, uh, Dallas won two games in a row. doesn't mean you can't win two games in a row. And you don't Absolutely. have to worry about going on the road and playing in, on the other team's ice and all that stuff. Um, because confidence can also play a factor for how Dallas comes out in game three. Like overconfidence, you mean? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. If they're out, if everybody on Twitter is saying, well, look at what Dallas Stars are doing to the Colorado Avalanche. They've looked great all year. Dallas comes out confident and we come out angry like Mm -hmm. you're you went you're in a bubble you've left your friends your family everyone behind yeah and you've come out all this way went through all this sacrifice to play like this yeah no you're going to come out angry in game three yeah try and take advantage of that overconfidence that dallas will have right that's true. And and the thing is, like, what's always going to be in the Avalanche mind and, and maybe this overconfidence in, in uh, Dallas in that they have been coming from behind in so many games in these playoffs. So the Avalanche, you know, I'm sure they're aware of that. Know that, okay, we're up by two. Uh, this Dallas team, that that's nothing to them. They've been doing this all playoffs. So they really got to put a full 60 minutes together for the entire series. For the entire yep. series, not just one game. And now, you know, it's even more important because you're down two to nothing in the series. And if you get down three to nothing, like, are you really going to get swept? We, I've been saying so many times, even with you, it's very difficult to beat this Colorado team four times. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're, they're not playing. We're seeing bits and pieces of it like we did in the first period, but they're not, they haven't put a full game together in these two games. And that is just surprising to me. Yeah, it's it's hard to beat this Avalanche team four times, but it's easy when we let you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 
they just cannot get out of their way right now and they have to find a rhythm yeah a sustainable rhythm that i mean i think we got spoiled with arizona and it's you have to find that rhythm when they're taking you out of your game right and Uh, we're running out of lifelines we're running out of runway so um yeah, I don't know. We'll see, but we don't. That's why I like playoff hockey. It's the turnaround time is you don't have to stew on this for too long. No, today is going to suck, and most of tomorrow it's really like two days because tomorrow's game doesn't start till almost midnight. Yeah, <laughs> our time anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you, you, and you got to give Dallas credit. Like you know, a lot of it is the Aval- Avalanche aren't playing their game, but you know, Dallas is kind of to blame for that too. Dallas is taking them out of their game. Yeah. So as much as you know, we want to say the Evans aren't playing the way that they normally play. Some of that is on them. Some of that is credit to Dallas. So, do you want to give me a three stars of this game, even though there was a, a loss, or are are you? Um, did you just throw your stuff away and you, you don't even? I mean, I know who number one is. I mean, it's it's, it's it has to be Nate. He, it's he, Nate. Then you got to go Miko. Yeah. Seeing seeing him score and getting back in the groove was great. Yep. Um, you know what? Number three, Kevin Connaughton. I was gonna say, why don't you throw it to him? Throw him a lifeline. Can- he looked good. He did. Um, he did. He did. So, yeah. all right, man. Now this is this is not a position we thought we were gonna be in. Um, no. I thought this was going to be like a back and forth series. I thought you know Dallas got the first one, uh, and then in you know. I thought Colorado was going to get this one and then just go back and forth, back and forth till we get to game seven and then just all out war. That could still happen. Clearly could still happen. Um, but the Az got to turn it around and turn it around quickly. Yeah. So I don't know. Man. Anything else you got before we call it a day here? Um, you check out my articles. <laughs> Definitely, man. You just had a new one. Yeah. Even yeah. though, like you said, they're, they're kind of angry. But I think a lot of fans are with you right now. I think a lot of yeah. fans are angry. So That's, I'm, I'm picking up a lot of that. Um, the anger with the play, which is justifiable. Yeah. Um, and just seeing a couple where uh, it's something we need to stick away, stay away from. The yep. We could get them next year. We're built. No, 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 no. Like, it's, it's not going to be as easy as you think next year either. I know that's a conversation that's for another day, but free agency, it's going to level the playing field, especially yeah. with that flat cap. So um, this is where we need to put together a 60 minute game. Don't, don't go ahead and write this off yet, but yeah. you are justified in your anger with what right. you're seeing on the ice. Championships are not guaranteed no matter how good your team is. So absolutely. Um, all right. And, and you know what? I mean, we should have saw this coming because Nate got the shaft on, the cover of EA NHL 21. So we knew this was going to be a horrible day and it ended, you know, in in the most horrible way possible with another avalanche loss. So. Yay. Alexander Ovechkin. (laughs) (laughs) Cause nothing says go after the young demographic from, you know, the guy who's got gray hair. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. This is, Uh, this is what we all wanted. You liked them in 07. Well, yeah. you get them again in 21. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, man. Well, we'll be seeing more of you, I'm sure, down the road if we can keep this season going. Yeah. That, so. We got to. 
Yeah. And Frankie, we trust. Absolutely. I don't know. I'm good with him. All right. Thanks for coming on. I uh, will be right back. All right, guys. So before we wrap it up, just a quick message from DoorDash. And you have counted on restaurants. Now they are counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they are still open for delivery with DoorDash. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app. Choose what you want to eat. And your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. So right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDONNHL. That is $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order. Just download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKEDONNHL. So this is where we stand. Avalanche are down two to nothing. And like I was talking about with Kyle, I don't think we anticipated being here. I think especially after the way that they came out in game one, I thought we were going to have a uh, kind of like a, a big pushback in, in game two, and it started out that way. What the Avs did in period one needs to be carried over into period two and period three. And we got it for maybe a period and a half. And really this game boiled down to nine minutes, nine minutes and change that turned this game on its head. But, man, the damage that those nine minutes did could have repercussions for the rest of this series. But the Avalanche need to really turn that around and prove that it doesn't. Because the fan base is going to latch on to that. The fan base will, if, if this if this does not end the way we want it to for the Colorado Avalanche, we can look back and say nine minutes really just turned this whole series around. And is that what we want to be thinking about? Or is it going to be turning the series around and pushing the Avalanche and pushing the Stars to a a good, hard-fought series? I don't think the Avalanche are going to roll over and die. <laughs> They're not built that way. And they have Nathan McKinnon on the team who will not allow anybody in the team to do that. But the Avs, they got to come out fighting. They, they need to play one of their best games that they can muster together on Wednesday night. Uh, I have every reason to believe that they will. So we'll, we'll see where this goes. But this is the most important game uh, of their playoffs. So that'll be it. Thank you to Kyle for coming on. And uh, we'll see everybody tomorrow. And uh, that's going to be it. Stay safe. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go!